Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we're drift-boosting into the past and talking about Crash Team Racing for the PlayStation. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. We've got 10 Wampa Fruit for speed, so let's talk some games. Let's do it. I, I can't remember any crash crash phrases. I'm panicking. I know. Everything that was coming to mind was Mario Kart phrases. Yeah. <laughs> Yahoo! No. Wrong. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> that, I mean, there's Coco's, like, maniacal laugh. Kitty. That's a cat butt. Hi, cat butt. Cat butt. So... Episode 38, we're getting closer and closer to our two-year anniversary episode, which is just actually the next episode, episode 39. Huzzah! Because 39 is divisible by two. Shh, <laughs> sir. But on our 39th episode, it'll be our two-year anniversary. And in case you somehow weren't aware, which is quite possible, but in case you weren't aware, we're doing a live recording of the episode. Oh my God, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited for this. So it's going to be a live recording over on YouTube at our YouTube page. You can look us up at Games We Grew Up With on YouTube. We're putting out a bunch of videos in the lead up over there. So you can see some of the clips from some of our uh, mostly lowlights of our streaming careers. That's right. Say YouTube some more because that's, that's a big thing. Normally, obviously, we do most of our streaming on Twitch. Because that's just easier for us. That's kind of where where our uh, our happy place is and where we're more comfortable. But we're going to be doing the live episode over on YouTube on July 19th. It's going to start at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or 5.45 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. So join us there. Check it out. The episode still will show up on your favorite podcasting platforms afterwards, but please try to join us over on YouTube. We'd love to hear from people. We'd love to see you and interact with you. And you get to see kind of how the sausage is made as we record an episode. We got to find a better euphemism, not nope. euphemism. Uh, what's, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Idiom. Idiom. Thank Idiom. you. Because we keep saying how the sausage gets made and. <laughs> the man behind the curtain. The, 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 the curtain is a good one. So again, July 19th at 8.45 p.m. Eastern or 5.45 p.m. Western. Join us. Have some fun. Listen to us record our new episode. You'll find out if you don't already know what game it's going to be. You'll find out at the end of this episode. So look forward also, to that. Also, Western. I panicked. <laughs> Western time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, other video game news I just wanted to mention. They've just announced the second chapter, second part two, I guess, of the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's called Rebirth. It's going to come out probably winter 2023, so we've got some time. But I'm super excited. Check out the trailers because we'll address this in our Final Fantasy VII episode. It looks like it's going to be way different. So... Should be interesting. I still haven't played the first episode. You're just the worst. 
no time for that. Because you've been playing games like Crash Team Racing, which has an example of our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Day, day, day. day. Zoom, zoom! Zoom, zooms. So, Chris, what is our video game trope of the day? Our trope of the day is Nitro Boost, or Drift Boost, or the Go Fast button. The Go Fast. So, I mean, I feel like Nitro Boosts are pretty self-explanatory, but specifically, this is also known as the Emergency Go Fast button. (laughs) It's a power-up that makes you go really fast for a short period of time. Yes. There are three major categories of this. I think four. I feel like this doesn't include this, um, a fourth one, but we'll get to that. There's the dash pads, so just uh-huh. like normally the arrows on the ground that make you go faster. Then the stored nitro charges, so these are items you pick up and you can use to nitro. Mm-hmm. And then they're self-regenerating boosts, so these can be just given to you at the end of laps. It can be like sprint meters where you recover yep. them over time. I think this is where... The crash team racing boosts come in of the jump boost or the drift boost of you can generate them yourselves. Yes. And we should say these are these are primarily in racing games. Mostly racing games, but not solely racing games. Correct. Some examples. Like I just said, crash team racing, you have a jump boost. So if you hit jump at the top of a ramp, you get a little bit of boost. You have drift boost if you actually learn how to drift, which I never did. You have actually the environmental boost, so you have the arrows on the ground in a couple Mm -hmm. of races, as well as an item boost. So there's two different items, I think, that give you speed boosts in the game. Sort of two. One, definitely. The other is kind of... The the mask makes you go faster. Yeah, yeah. And and we should say that all of these are also in games like Mario Kart. Literally all four of those things are in Mario Kart. Yeah, as obviously the the, the pads or the mushrooms or golden mushrooms. You can also have drift boosts. I don't know if there's jump boosts in Mario Kart. Uh, In the later, in like Mario Kart Mm. 8 and the the later Mario Karts definitely have that. Okay. So this was also in Jack 2, 3 and Jack X, actually, because they have the bike racing. So there were boosts that were blue eco boosts that you could go and make you go faster. You talked about the uh, regenerative boosts, the ones that you get every lap. F-Zero is what comes to mind F-Zero, absolutely. So every lap uh, you get a boost, and that's just a, you know, push for go fast. (laughs) Burnout, I think, has a regenerating boost that you use up, and then you can build up again. I think some of the games. Am I getting that correct? That's right. No, no, no. You're absolutely correct. Burnout has that if you crash cars... If you, yeah, burnout, you uh, earn it through doing cool stuff. Okay, you earn it through doing cool stuff. Correct. Like okay. if you go over ramps, if you go in, anytime you get points, you also get boost. You get bigger boost the you know more you do that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's games in GTA. You can get GTA, nitro absolutely. in the cars. Uh, I know in uh, I think in Vice City, if you did enough taxi cab missions, Ooh, you got you sense. got nitro in the taxi cab. Amazing. Which was a ton of fun. Amazing. In a, another example of like Jack 2 and 3 where it's a non-racing game where there's racing elements, Final Fantasy 12 had it. When you were riding the Chocobos, you'd give them the Geshel Greens and it would make them go faster, which is hilarious. Uh, in, in Final Fantasy 7, you could you had a temporary boost. Yes, but I don't know if it was the faster. Greens. It was something else you give them. I don't remember it what was... you give them. But it uh, it it was something where it regenerated, so it's like yeah. you could hold down and then it would regenerate. In Red Dead Redemption, when you're riding the horse, you yep. can give him a carrot. In a non-riding to make him way, go faster. 
Super Mario 3D World, because there are certain levels you have to do in a certain amount of time, they have the ground dash pads. So there's... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, if you watch us on Twitch, you'll see us fail at this. Yeah. When we played this game, we failed at this miserably. Pity Tanuki often came in at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there, it does pop up in... in but almost ha always has to do with racing or timing or mm -hmm. something to that effect. Some fun examples I wanted to add is real-world nitro boosts. Obviously, nitro is an actual chemical that yes. is in the real world and everything. Yes. But as we mentioned, we were on an F1 podcast and we went yeah. to see an F1 race. I wanted to mention F1 has some real-life nitro boosts, essentially. That is true. DRS, which is drive ooh, reduction ooh. system. Drag. Drag reduction system. I was going to say, I want I really to well. see you get this. I could cheat, but I'm trying not to. Drag <laughs> reduction system. So in certain parts of every course, they're allowed to basically open the flaps or close yes. the flaps. Open the flaps. Open. And mm -hmm. it makes them go faster. So they have little nitro boosts basically yes. in these segments. There's also in Formula E, which is the electric car version of Formula One. There's yeah. something called a fan boost, which yes. literally is if the fans vote on you as the like favorite driver at the race, you get an extra segment of boost because they have a yes. limited number they're allowed to use, and they literally get an extra one if the fans like you, which is fascinating to me. That feels so video it's, game it's to me. It's so video gamey because there's also set certain uh, – I, I think they tried this. Uh, I don't know if they still do it. I haven't watched this year. There was – you could use more boost if you went through a certain segment of track. So it was literally a turbo boost on the ground. Oh my that they god! Could use. Yeah, it's such and, a video game. I love it. It is, and as you said, so it's uh, you know they had that extra fan boost that's in Formula One as well. It's uh, it's called the Kerns or a kinetic energy recovery system. It's not a fan boost, but it's essentially a a button that you hit that discharges power that you've stored up. Overtake. Yeah, the, the overtake button. This is also an indie car. It's literally called push to pass. <laughs> like, you've got two minutes worth or some number of minutes worth of push to pass for the entire race. That's and fascinating. You hit that button to get more horsepower, and you can only use it for X number of minutes per race. Like, this is literally something that it exists in the real world. I, this is, I think, the most applicable video game trope we've ever had to the yeah. real world, which is kind of fun. Because it seems like one of the more ridiculous. Oh, I have it in my car! You... Sort of. As, as Katie learned when I flipped it. Oh yeah, when Kyle screwed with me. But it does, you hit the button, you go fast. You flip the switch and Sport you mode. Fast. Yes, you go into sport modes and you go faster. Well, I was I was just going to bring up because I would be remiss if I didn't bring up airplanes. Your afterburner, where you literally just dump fuel into the jet exhaust to go faster. Yeah, and that's something that will show up in. I think I didn't. We didn't use those examples as video game examples, but all the flying video games oh, yeah, have yeah, yeah. something like this as well. To be fair. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's real world examples of a nitro boost. So it's not always the really dramatic. The racing movie nitro of like a dra like drag racer being like hit the nitro like it's not always like that in real <laughs> life but it does exist in some forms which is kind of yes. fascinating and that's why nitro boots are today's video game trope of the day trope of the day zoom zoom that was me going faster oh i see higher frequency means faster come on all right it is time to talk about the 
episode of the episode it, of the game. The episode of the game. It is time to talk about the game of the episode, which is very related to the trope of the day. It's not like we do that on purpose or anything. Not at all. Katie, what can you tell me about Crash Team Racing for the Sony PlayStation? So it's a kart racing game developed by Naughty Dog. So the developers of obviously the Crash Bandicoot games, as well as the Jack and Daxter games. And it came out in September of 1999, as you said, for the PlayStation 1. Naughty Dog started development after Crash 2 was done. And they actually started on the same engine as Crash Warped, which is Crash 3. But they actually wanted to put Crash Warped out first, so it didn't actually come out until after Crash Warped. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. The team actually started with a very generic block-headed characters. So it wasn't a Crash game initially. They just wanted to do a kart racing game because they loved Mario Kart. They loved it so much they wanted to do their own version. And so they created kind of a generic version, approached Sony, and were like, hey, we'd really love to do this, and we'd love to do it with Crash characters. And Sony's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And Universal owned some of the characters as well, which is kind of why they had to approach more delicately, apparently, mm-hmm. is that they had to be like, we might not be able to use our own characters. It was all approved. We got our Crash team racing. <laughs> Development, and we, we often talk about how long it takes to develop a game, and the more modern games take longer. And you know, nowadays, it takes five years for games to come out. But development of Crash Team Racing took eight months. Jeez. And on a a $2.4 million budget with a team of just 16 to 18 people. That's that's super interesting because, again, contrasting to kind of uh, some of the other games we've talked about, it's a big budget with not a small team, but not like... 50 to 300 people like not our modern day look at how many people takes to make a game but that 2.4 million dollars is not a small amount not 1999 for sure yeah so they 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 had some confidence in this game i i found one of the the really interesting development notes i found was to address the possible complications of potentially having up to 64 cart tires on the screen at the same time due to four player split screen and all the different racers all at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, the programmer, Greg Omi, developed a method of rendering tires as camera based two dimensional sprites. And all I could think of was the trees in Super Mario 64, that they're 2D yeah. sprites. It's the same idea. It was to save it's processing just, power. Just that, that, yeah, that cheeky programming tricks that they get. Yeah. I saw somewhere where one of the developers was like, we were so done with Crash games, we wanted to do something different. Yeah. Because they had just put out three Crash games. In a row, yeah. Yeah, it's like, let's just do a kart racer, as you said. Like, they love Mario Kart, and they love the Crash universe, so why not throw them together? Yeah, and at that time, really, Sony hadn't had a true kart racer for the playstation so it kind of fed that spot that sony was really looking for as well i also found it really funny there was a playable demo disc released by pizza hut (laughs) which that's amazing amazing but this is months after the game came out two months after the game came out they had a a demo disc from pizza hut and it just reminds me of back in the day how you get demo discs with like the magazines like we talk about a lot yeah but like Cereal boxes used to have demo discs and stuff. Yeah, I was, so was going to say that was that was the the prime time of yeah. demo discs that were just absolutely everywhere. 
everywhere. And I just, I love the idea of like, I'm going to get a demo disc from Pizza Hut. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, the demographic kids and pizza. So I guess it makes sense, but it just made yeah. me laugh. So the investment, as we said, $2.4 million isn't nothing in 1999. The investment yeah. paid off pretty well for Sony. The game has an 88 out of 100 aggregated score on Metacritic. So a solid score for yeah. a kart racer. It is interesting, though, and producer Lisa brought this up. Almost every single review mentions in some shape or form that it is a Mario Kart clone. Like, that is like 100%. It just is. Like, it's not like they they thought about it at the same time. This came out three years after yeah. Mario Kart did. So, Mario Kart 64, uh, I believe. Mario Kart 64, yeah. So, this was very clearly influenced. As we've said a couple times so far in the episode. that So much so that during development, they actually remade one of the Diddy Kong racing courses in their engine to see if their engine could handle it, basically. And that was the base of one of their courses was it was based on Crescent Island, I believe it was, in Diddy Kong mm. racing. So that's how much later this game came out, is that Nintendo had already done their own Mario Kart clone and with Diddy Kong racing before Crash Team Racing came out. I will say, everyone, even though calling it a Mario Kart clone, most people really liked it and said they did it well. Like, it was a clone, mm-hmm. but they improved on some things in people's, in a lot of people's opinions and did it, you know, just made a good, solid game. GameSpot called the game a great Mario Kart clone and that it succeeded where similar games like Mega Man Battle and Chase, Bomberman Fantasy Race, Diddy Kong Racing, Chocobo Racing, and Mario Kart had failed. So, that's how many other kart games that were out there at the time, and at least some people thought that this was a better version of them, which I think is really interesting. But I also think that comes down to opinions. One of the comments I saw that had the most mixed reviews was on the music. Some people really loved the old style music, the kind of like fun. Other people got annoyed with it. I think that's fair. It's it's not like it's not like Mario Kart or any of no. those other had games solid, had yeah. wonderful racing soundtracks. Yeah. At the end of the day, obviously, critical response is great for a developer and for a publisher. More importantly, are sales. And Crash Team Racing actually was the second highest selling Crash game. Only the original outsold it. It actually outsold both Crash 2 and Crash Warped, as well as the later ones that were done not by Naughty Dog. I mean, this was this was at the height of the console wars, yeah. right? Yes. So you didn't have... You had a PlayStation or you had... A Nintendo 64. So when Mario Kart 64 came out, and then this came out three years later, you had all of the Sony fans that only had the PlayStation that went, yeah, we got a kart racer. I'm getting this thing. And and people loved Crash. They really did. So I think that helped. Crash was a beloved franchise. Naughty Dog was a beloved developer. And they did a great job on the game. So, unsurprising. So, some... Speed running facts, because we like to talk speed running. One thing that was interesting that was brought up to me, and I, I saw it in a lot of different places, the game, unsurprisingly, ran a lot better on a PS2 than a PS1, just because a lot of games did. They had better processors on the PS2 yeah. than the PS1. So almost every single record I saw was done either on an emulator or on a PS2. That's fair. Nothing is on a PS1 at the point. They're also, they were a lot easier to get a hold of at this point. Yeah, I was going to say. they were sold for so long. We're looking at speed runs. Any percentage to beat the game without major glitches. So I think that's interesting. There's no major glitches. There's a couple of racetracks 
that aren't glitches necessarily. It's more of like you can cut through parts of the racetrack. Yeah, like a clipping glitch. thing. Yeah. It, yes. But it's not quite of like the forcing yourself through something that shouldn't be able to go through kind of thing. Yeah. That record was 48 minutes and 29 seconds by Hypnoshark set three months ago. <sighs> so that's the whole game. In yeah. 48 minutes. Sorry. The 101% records, that is completing the game because it's a Naughty Dog game. So, of course, they yeah. went over 100%, is <laughs> in two hours and four minutes and 24 seconds, also by Hypnoshark just a month ago. So, again, active community. I found it fascinating because I was watching, trying to get some information on this game, and they brought up speed runs. But this video that I was watching was from two years ago. It was from 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, th- three years ago. God. It's from three years yeah. ago. And he's like, oh, Hypnoshark has the record for 101% at two hours and 56 minutes and 24 seconds. I was like, so since 2019, he has dropped 52 minutes off that's of his insane. time. That's insane. Which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And, and again, that's 101%. So that's yeah. not just like finding a glitch. It's beating no, so much of the game. that's doing everything. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy sneak peek to other segments of this podcast if we talk about them later there are literally crash team racing tournaments yes that are still going on at yeah. gaming conventions like that's that's a thing it's i was shocked fun. when i saw that so speaking of that later segment it's time for that later segment because we're recording this later it actually happened it actually happened so Chris got to participate in a crash team racing tournament. So that's kind of Ugh. awesome. Oh, God. So it was at a games con that one of our listeners let us in on that I happen to have the ability to go to. And they just happen to have a crash team racing tournament. Also, the best part was it was on a Saturday, which is the middle day at eight o'clock at night. And that just makes no sense to me. That's so late. Well, it explains a lot, because apparently 16 people signed up, and maybe 8 people actually showed up. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe maybe 9, I didn't get a final count. All I remember is I walked over right before the tournament started, and there was a guy, so I should explain, this part where the tournament was happening was like an uh, open console uh, playing area and one of them was crash team racing with a multi-tap and there's this dude playing it beforehand like literally five minutes before the tournament's supposed to start and i see him drifting everywhere oh no like constantly drifting i was just like i am i am in danger <laughs> so let's go this was the original crash team racing was this on a ps2 or a ps1 this was a ps1 oh ps1 okay. with an old school multi-tap so this is a game that I haven't played the original version of in, you know, several decades, a decade. So it was very intimidating to watch this dude just blast through these levels, clearly practicing before the tournament. Amazing. Amazing. So we finally got everyone there and they're like, oh, we're not quite at the tournament yet. Let's get some people to practice in. So four people jumped in and started practicing going all out uh-huh. and someone's like it's four players and we're on a multi-tap i don't like the frame rate the frame rate is making me slow and it's just like oh no you're in trouble it's like the uh, ralph wiggum meme i'm in danger i'm in danger 
Because the original format was supposed to be four players at a time, mm-hmm. and then two cups, so like eight races essentially, and the top two advanced to the next round. Okay. And then eventually people were like, with, with the one guy was like, I don't like the frame rate drop, blah, 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 blah. We'll just do 1v1 for each round, and I'm with, going, oh no, I'm with- going to be completely exposed with only 16 people it kind of makes sense to be fair yeah like oh god it was i was it was bad like i was super worried no i mean not worried but like i'm gonna make a fool of myself sure fortunately i made it through the first round because half the people didn't show up because it started at eight o'clock at night that's on saturday that's right. So I was literally the third person to have a walkover because people didn't show up. And so, like, people were chanting, and it's like, winning, winning, winning for doing nothing, winning for doing nothing. I love it. It's Fully like, yes, approved. I'm okay with this. I think there was, like, two matches in the first round. How mad are you if you're in the first round you do have to fight? You have to play someone. Uh, yeah, right? Like, what was, if it was two was, people who were actually really good who had to play each other in the first round? That would be so bad. That first round did show that everyone was willing to, like, cheer. Which, again, it's not like it was on, like, a big stage. It was just, like, a quarter of a table in the back part of this hall That's with, like, funny. eight people gathered around. And then they're, like, chanting about stuff. They're like, oh, you took the shortcut. Oh, you missed the shortcut. And I was like, I am... Again, I'm in so much trouble because I didn't know about half of these things. So now on to round two. On to round two. For better or worse, uh, I got paired up with someone who was not necessarily one of those ridiculous people that have been playing this game for the last 20 years. Well, I won't say 20 years because some of those people are probably like 23. So yeah, it made me feel real old. But someone else who wasn't as good. So it was great. It was fairly equal. I won the first match. He won the second. I won the third. It's only four. He won the fourth. So we had to go to a tiebreaker, which was a track that I had never seen before. Oh, no. So I had no idea and fell flat on my face. Yeah. So you ended <laughs> up going out in round two. It Yes. But I had fun with a bunch of babies at this tournament. So... Oh, God, some of them weren't born when the game came out if they're, like, 23 or younger. Probably not. I, the guy that won definitely wasn't alive when this game came out. <laughs> well, it shows that it has some staying powers. I was super impressed with how how dedicated a handful of these people were and how they knew every single bit of every single map. Like, yeah. that fandom still exists. One thing that jumps out of my mind is... Um, when I got yelled at for firing too many missiles because I didn't wait for the person ahead of me to have the animation finish. Yes. And they yelled at you for that? Yes. They're like, you got to wait. You got to wait for the animation to finish to hit them again. Like, they, people are literally yelling, yelling playfully at, at other people to, to help helping. them They're helping. They were trying to help. Yeah. That's awesome. I, one of the chanting that, that I remember was when both players got missiles. And they would just go back and forth, yeah. hitting each other with missiles. Everyone just started going, missile battle, missile battle, missile battle. 
And like the whole time I was like, what is happening? I don't know what's happening, but I'm enjoying it. Again, you create a community. It, it's fun yeah. to create little mini communities like that. So I'm, I'm glad, Chris, you got an opportunity to participate in that. that that's awesome. Again, that they, they still even wanted to have a tournament is kind of good yeah. fun, even if a lot of people didn't end up showing up. But you had fun. It sounds like the other people who participated and watched had fun, and that's all that really matters. So I think that ends our little segue into the future future of the episode, and we'll go back to the partial past of present of the episode. I'm not nearly ashamed when we go back to the regular, regularly scheduled episode. Back, back to the regularly scheduled episode. So let's go. Wee. Now, I'm going to be curious. We'll have to look into this. They might also be on Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, which was the remake that was released in 2019. And this is a remake, not a remaster. Yes. Like, and... From and the ground up. Absolutely. Kind of like um, Spyro. Yes. Was, and and the, uh, the Crash remake, which so, is where they got the idea. Yeah, so actually the Crash remake was the first big remake to be done, I believe. The new Crash series that put all three Crashes yeah. on the same engine was so popular, that's why Spyro ended up happening, and then they did Crash Team Racing as well. So we'll go more into some of the differences, because Chris played actually the new version for his playthrough versus I played the original. Uh, but we all got to play, if you saw us all streaming together, we all got to play remake together for a little bit. Well, Yay. producer Kyle well, got stuck running into a wall because of a bad controller, but you know. Apparently, I have lots of bad controllers because I'm not used to having four people playing games in my house. <laughs> So we'll talk about more details later because before we get into our playthrough recently, we first have to go back and look at our memories. So let's play that Chiacarina of Time, go back to the past, and talk about this game before we get a chance to play this game again. Sounds good. Let's do it. So that music means we are back in the past Back before we have played this game again, Katie, what can you remember about Crash Team Racing? So I'm pretty sure this was a demo disc game again that we played this game. Not entirely, but I know, I'm know i pretty sure we played at least one or two levels on a demo disc, on the PlayStation demo discs that we've talked about. I think 99% of my playthrough was on the demo discs. Yeah, I want to say, game. so I am pretty sure I played more than demo discs. And what I was trying to figure out when I was thinking about this and writing the notes up was, did I play it at a friend's house, which I think might be part of it, but I think we rented it from Blockbuster at one point. I think you might have rented it. I don't remember. Pl- I, well, do I remember playing this I whole game? I think you would. Not, not a ton. Not a ton. I don't think we would have like played through a ton, but I'm guarantee you played more than the demo disc i think i'll probably end up remembering a lot of it yeah because in my brain it's just like a mario kart knockoff and it was just our oh we're playstation we're a playstation household so we're playing crash team racing instead of mario kart i think it was better than mario kart come at me bros we'll see if it lives up now like when we replay it (laughs) but i remember back then thinking that all the time now part of that was because we were sony household and i was a sony fangirl so i was like no my version of karting is better than yours we're a sony fangirl i'm better now 
<laughs> I I kind I have Xboxes in my home. That's an improvement. That's fair. I didn't want them. I didn't want Kyle to buy them, but we have them. Yeah. <laughs> one of the largest memories I have of this game, though, is one of the power-ups you can get. The main power-up, really, that you get in this game, and in all Crash games, to be fair, is the, like, Tiki Mask. Of course. And so the sound effect that you get when you go through the Tiki Mask, the is something I, like, always remember about this game is that sound effect of, of, of getting the Tiki Mask. Yeah. Um, oh my god! And it made me giggle every time, and I'm still giggling now because I'm. <laughs> uh, I want to say I always picked his sister, whose name I forget, um, because she sexy was sexy. Crash? No, stop it! <laughs> no, that was his human girlfriend. Excuse you. The sister is like teeny. No, tiny might be someone else. I forget the sister's name, but I feel like I always played at her because she was the girl. That's kind of was the thing I would do. Uh, there's Fair. definitely sliding and drifting in this game, though. I'm pretty sure it was. It wasn't very. It wasn't like social mm. just driving. I'm pretty sure they did have drifting and sliding in this game. Do you remember like how the how the courses were set up? Like, was it was it kind of like Mario, where it was like cups and stuff like that? I want to say that's correct. It's been like you said. I I remember so little of it, and yet I remember so much of it. It's funny. Uh, I think I I'm getting were... this confused with other random not Mario Kart racers. That I we think played. that's part of it. Yeah, I mean there were different modes in Crashing Racing. That there was like there's time trial, arcade versus battle, uh-huh. like the standards. There was like I want to say like an adventure mode too that was like the one player mode. So you would like it, it, which Mario Kart didn't really have. It was like more than just like you did the the courses. But I think I feel like there was more to it than just the courses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they tried to put an actual plot in this game. I don't know what the plot was. <laughs> but I want to say there was a plot to this kart racing game. I was going to say something, and then I realized it was Diddy Kong Racing that I'm thinking of. Uh, see, that's the... <laughs> All of those Shit. Mario Kart clones at the time. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what the fruit is called in the game? It's oh, from golly. also Crash, so... Yeah. Proves we didn't uh, play a ton of Crash either. Growing, I up. know. Again, demos. No, mangoes. No, Wampa fruit. Wampa fruit. Oh, they look yeah. like mangoes. That is valid. So I can kind of picture them. But they're Wampa fruit. I have a, a very strong memory of the fact that the size of your character didn't matter. So there were like smaller, uh-huh. like, bigger characters that didn't, like, knock you over just because they're bigger, I want to say. Which I always thought was a problem. Hmm. Was like, I feel mm-hmm. like they should... There should be weight to a bigger character. The way that... In, in Mario Kart, to be fair, there is. Yeah. Even so in Mario it was Kart just 64. like... It was, it was just, like, different I think sprites, they had different. Well, no, I think they had different boosts. I want to say there were stats to these characters. Because there was... This is a PlayStation game. They could put a ton of data on these discs. More so than right. a 64 cartridge. So I want to say there was, like, data for each racer. That, like, some had fast... Some were faster. Some had better grip. Like, there was actual, like, differences in driving, I want to say. Because that's the part of, like... The adventure mode part, I want to say, you had to balance mm-hmm. and learn the different drivers to get through it properly. Right. That's fair. 
So, like, I, 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 I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, like I said, I might be mixing up multiple, like, kart racers at this point. I do remember there was, there was like, a turbo meter for this game as well. Like, you could build up turbo in this game mm. and then expend it at certain times. So, again, there were a lot of elements that weren't the same. It wasn't just a Mario Kart clone because it had a lot right. of these different extra elements because they could again because it was on playstation they had more memory to work with they had more flexibility mm -hmm. and to be fair i'm pretty sure it came out a couple years after mario kart so they had enough time to be like this is how we can improve it right it, it, it's it's a it's a kart racer there's not a ton to it i do remember us playing it all the time as kids i, it, I do just remember the demo coming because back to this a bunch yeah i even if i can't remember like practically any of the details I do remember playing it on yeah on that TV in the basement a oh, lot. Yeah, because, because it was a simple, fun thing to do, and it was two player, and so it was just easy yeah. to just grab it, put it in, play like a couple rounds of it just for fun. Like that, those kind of games were great at the time, and I know we played a lot of this game, even if it was literally. I think there were like two courses on the demo, and so we played the two yeah. courses like <laughs> obsessively, and that's it. And it was still fun. So not a lot to this game. Not a lot of memories of the game besides playing it a lot. That's the funny thing. That's why I feel yeah, like that's, when... Yeah, that's what's... It's going to be kind of fun to... to. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that will, will open that memory mm -hmm. bank up and remember again. And and I'm curious if, like, the one course that wasn't the demo, you just crush, and then everything else, you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So we'll have to see how that goes. So we're, we're going to keep this one nice and short. Chris, what is your rose-tinted score for Crash Team Racing? I'm going to go with a... A, a very incomplete uh, 7 out of 10 because I remember having fun with it can't remember any details which doesn't necessarily bode well for how it was designed but yeah. so long ago and we had so many of those demo discs we'll go 7 out of 10 what about you? I'm going to give it an 8.5 I, I remember loving right. this game and I, I, I actively remember seeking it out I think I rented it from Blockbuster at one point. If I didn't, I definitely sought it out at friends' houses because I wanted to play more. Yeah. I, like, I, and I feel like that is the true definition of, like, did you love this game or not, was, like, I sought this game out. I wanted to keep playing more and more of this game. And so, I, you mm -hmm. know, eight and a half, I'm now worried that that's lower than my Mario Kart score <laughs> after I just said it was better, which would be typical of me. But, yeah, when, you know, because I have no good memory. So I'm still going to stick with an eight, half, eight and a half because it's still a kart racer at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. Well, so what's your projected score once we play it again? Your predicted score. I'm going to give it an eight. I feel like it can hold up. I think it has enough differences from Mario Kart that it will stand out on its own. And I just, I think, I think nostalgia is going to feel that a lot for me as well. But That's I'm going to go with an 8. What about you? What predicted score are you going to give it? I know it's tough because you just don't have a ton of memories on it, so it's hard yeah. to guess it. But I mean, I'm I'm going to keep it as a 7 just okay. to hedge my bet. I think there's probably room for it to be a good kart racer because I think kart racers are a... I don't say a lost art because Mario Kart's been doing it for years, but they're the only ones. So I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised, but the fact that they haven't done more of these doesn't bode well. There so. is. There's at least a second one. I mean, there's obviously a remake that just came out, which is what I'm going to play. Yes, but there's also a second one. It's Crash Team Nitro for PS2. Isn't Crash Team Nitro the remake? No, or Crash Team Nitro... Re Hold on. I will actually cheat and look this up. Hold on, everybody. No, what did I buy, then? 
maybe I got. I swore they did a sequel. Maybe they didn't do a sequel. Maybe I am just thinking of the remake. I mean, if there was a remake, that means obviously somebody wanted it. Uh, an indirect sequel titled Cra- Crash Nitro Kart was released in 2003 for the PlayStation 2, Xbox, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and N-Gage, and was the first game in the Crash game Bandicoot Boy. series to feature full motion video. Mm. So it's an indirect sequel. Oh, yeah, I look at the picture. I definitely recognize the picture from Crash Nitro Kart. So I'm not crazy. There was a second one. All right, very good. So there we go. But we are going to be only covering the first one in this episode. So I finished this up and I gave it a eight and a half for my rose tinted score, as well as an eight for my predicted score. Chris, you gave it a seven across the board for both rose and predicted. And now we'll see how it's held up in the modern area with Chris playing the modern version of this game. All right, let's go. Play that Chiacarina of time and go back to the present. Vroom, vroom. I can't make the sound. (laughs) As always, that music means we're back from the past, back in the present, after we've had a chance to play the game as adults. So, Chris, before we get into the play, tell me a little bit about the plot of this kart racer, Crash Team Racing. So, there is a plot... Which is, you know, sort of uncommon for some of the racers, but the plot centers around a extraterrestrial named Nitrous Oxide, because (laughs) they're not being subtle at all, No, visiting Earth. And he claims to be the fastest racer in the galaxy. He challenges Earth to a game called, quote, Survival of the Fastest, unquote. Yes. Where he asks all of the Earth's fastest drivers to race against him. If the Earth's fastest drivers can win, he'll promise to leave Earth alone. If not, he'll pave paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> yes. And then enslave everyone. <laughs> and then enslave everyone, yes. Also also important. So the game is divided up into stages. And each area, you're doing a bunch of races and essentially proving yourself to be the fastest racer. Then you have to race against a boss who is there to essentially make sure you could go up against nitrous oxide later, and then you'll get his blessing, then you go to the next area. Mm-hmm. Then you race nitrous oxide and become the fastest racer in the world. Galaxy. 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 Yeah, and so it's really interesting because the people you're competing against, a good chunk of them throughout the game, are old villains from the Crash series. But it's yes. all about, well, we can't be villains now because we have to save the Earth either way. So... <laughs> Let's do this, which I find kind of hilarious. The enemy of that, my enemy is my friend kind of thing. And so that's why uh, the different racers, many of them are enemies from the previous games. So that's good fun. So there's there's another trope for you. Go-karting with Bowser, I think yes. is the common name yes. for that. <laughs> As Chris said, that's adventure mode. That's the main part of the game, obviously. But it's not the only playable mode in this game. You have adventure mode. Then there are time trials, arcade mode, versus, and battle. And even within that, there are different versions. So similar to Mario Kart, the the battles, there are different types of battles you can have. And adventures, there's actually different types of races. So there's your traditional races that you get trophies for, but you have to Mm -hmm. get different types of trophy gem things for different reasons. And so there's also a relic race, which is essentially a time freeze race. So you have to get the boxes that like subtract time so you can finish under a certain amount of time. That's, uh, that's very similar to uh, 
a lot of the Sackboy time yes, levels. Yes, and Jack X had something very, very similar as well. Okay. The CTR race, which is... It reminds me of Tony Hawk because you had to find the Tony three Hawk. letters yeah. throughout and win the race. So unlike skate, you find CTR. So there are only three letters at least. Donkey Kong Country as well. Right. And then I, I couldn't remember the name and I didn't look it up, which I probably should have, was the crystal races where you had to find, get all 20 crystals in under a certain amount of time. They were the platinum races, I think. And they're the worst. The worst. <laughs> And then there were boss battle races. So it was just a one-on-one with a boss. The, the bosses had special right. abilities where they cheated and had unlimited items. Well, I mean, the computer is a cheating bastard. We've, we've I talked know. about that before. <laughs> we've also talked about rubber banding yes, before. Yes, but it was a pain. <laughs> I also found it fascinating on the relic races where you have the, the boxes basically pause time temporarily. Yeah, And so if you get all of the boxes in a race course, because it's not required, it just helps you. There are three yeah. courses in the game where if you do that, you actually can have a negative time. Because by nice. getting all the boxes, you have ne- uh, it, it gives you minus 20 seconds to your total score. So it, it would basically uh, let you score so low that the negative 20 would drop you into negative timing, which I find fascinating. <laughs> I like it. That is, that is kind of neat. So those are the main modes of the game. We should also talk about in the main, like the primary mode of the game. Adventure t- mode. Adventure mode. You have to be first. Yes. Always. That is, you have to be first, full stop, yeah. in order to progress. It's tough. So that is, that is very unlike some of the other racers that were out there at the time. Absolutely. It Normally it's like get enough points or something to get through yeah. to the next race. No, you have to be first place. And to help you get first place, you have those nitro boosts we were talking about. They have the jump yes. boost, the drip boost. As I explained in the trope, you have jump boost, which you get at the end. If you jump at the same time, you're going off a ramp. Drift boost is you have to start drifting. And when the smoke turns black, you hit the opposite button and you get a boost. I just couldn't figure that one out. Incredibly counterintuitive if you're not used to it. The other big helpers were of course in the rubber banding sense the weapons that you got because it is a cart racer so you had your very kind of typical weapons of like a missile a humming missile or like i did like the giant basically cannonball that rolled ahead of you and blew up yeah the the bomb that that i didn't realize until way later that you can um detonate those remotely as they're rolling if you hit circle while they're going they'll blow up I don't think I knew yeah. that. Oh, that would have been good yes, to know. Yes, that's incredibly useful. So the other thing, the other kind of, I think the, to me, most iconic weapon that was unique to Crash was the TNT boxes. And yes. the reason, so it's it's similar to a bomb that you have in Mario Kart of like you drop it behind you, but it would go with the racer on top of their head and the racer can actually jump it off. If you jump enough times with a TNT box on your head, it can fly off of you. So you actually had a defense mechanism against TNT boxes. But I, it, that one always struck me as like very, that's what I thought of when I thought of weapons with crashing racing. They also had your, the equivalent yeah. of a blue shell, which was a like electric bomb. The lightning, lightning orb, orb or, or something, something like, like that. that. And you had the, you had the, the, the invincible star, which was the, the mask. mask. Which was, why can't I remember that guy's oh. name? Aku Aku. Aku Aku Mask. And you got the music, yes. the, and it's the little like drum was playing when you got it. 
<laughs> but the most interesting thing, I think, when it comes to the weapons and speed in general in this game. So like many other racing games, there were items you can pick up that speed you up. So in Mario Kart, it's, yeah. it's coins. In this game, it's Wampa Fruit. So you get your Wampa Fruit. You get yep. 10 Wampa Fruit. That is the highest you can go. You, you, you significantly increase your speed by having 10 Wampa Fruit. The other mm. thing 10 Wampa Fruit do is they evolve your weapons, which yes. is so crucial in this game. So you go from, instead of having, like, the homing missiles go from kind of sort of homing for a bit, but they, they get their very short range, basically, to these mm-hmm. go much faster, and they, they're much better at homing when you're powered up. Or the TNT box turns into a nitro box, and it explodes immediately. There's no bracing yourself for nitro yeah. boxes. The there was a shield like a green shield that you could use that protected you if anything hit you, but you could shoot it off mm. as well as a weapon, which I yep. kind of loved that it had a dual capabilities, but it would fade away pretty yeah. quickly. The upgraded version was like a silver version. It didn't fade nearly as quickly. And when you shot it off, it was a homing missile instead of just shooting in general. So right. there were upgraded weapons. And I found that such a fascinating way of evolving the gameplay of you really that, that wanted really to cool, get yeah. the Wampa Fruit because you need, it was so necessary in this game to have the better items, the better weapons and the yeah. speed boost, because if you weren't drifting, you you were losing. The last thing I wanted to mention about the racing. So as I said, there were a bunch of different style races. But to beat the game, that any percentage speed run, you only need to beat every main race with a trophy. It gets you to the end. You get to Once you have all the trophies, mm-hmm. you beat Nitrous Oxide. That's the end of the game. You've won. You're not considered the fastest in the galaxy. Nitrous at the end of that <laughs> says, okay, I won't wreck the world. But if you really want to prove to me you're the fastest... Come back with all the gems, and then we'll race again. And so what that actually means is the only way to do that is if you have 100%. If you 100% the game, you have to then go back and play him again. Now, that's ridiculously... That's As you look at the even speed runs, that is twice as much stuff to do to essentially truly beat (laughs) the game, which is insane. This isn't as simple like, do two extra things and you've beaten the game. No, you have to basically... No, it's it's everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> uh, that that's which is which is a, a lot. lot. It's so much. So that that was really surprising to me. Of like they did that. Also, a little fun fact: as uh, the threat that nitrous oxide had is he's going to turn all of Earth into a parking lot, and you win. Of course, Karash wins, and that is canonically what happens. <laughs> but in the battle mode, there is a course called parking lot, and it is supposed to be what yeah. he did if he won. <laughs> and I. I love that. I love that they did that. <laughs> so let's get into uh, the actual playing of the game itself. As, as I mentioned earlier, Chris played the nitro-fueled remake version. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is a remake, not a remaster. Yes. So they built it from the ground yeah. up from, I don't want to say first principles, but it's essentially first yeah. principles. Like They built it to look like a Crash game. They didn't necessarily take the source code of the original CTR and make yeah. it better. It was developed by Beanox in 2019, as I said. They basically, yeah, they, they incorporated, obviously, the main part of the game, plus the sequel. They took some of those elements in as well. They took a lot of the characters in as well. You can play as Nitrus in the remake, which you couldn't in the original unless you had a Game Shark, because his data was there, but hmm. they didn't have enough processing for him. So you could Game Shark nice. and play as Nitrus in the original, but in the remake, he's just available, plus the other hidden characters 
and such and so forth. There was a penguin that's a hidden character that you can use a <laughs> cheat code to get in the original. Which there were cheats in the original. It was like, give you permanent wampa fruit, better weapons, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I didn't use them. It makes sense. I'm not a cheater for this game in particular. <laughs> especially in the early levels, I thought wampa fruit was almost too hard to get. Especially in like the yeah. first, literally the first track, the places to get the wampa fruit were so far out mm-hmm. of the way that it was almost like unless you were really good at the game it was almost a detriment to go get those i mean it it made it worthwhile but it's so counterintuitive yeah. like if you miss then you're just hosed same thing with the drift you needed to drift you needed to master the drift to get through the higher levels and if you didn't you're yeah. hosed and if you try to drift and don't do it correctly you're so far off yep. line that it's hard to recover it's from. It's very difficult. And I knew we, we got some we got some gouge from, from people that commented on Facebook when we were talking about this game. And I was like, yeah, I'll learn how to drift and I'll do all this stuff. And I was having the hardest time. It was, I was having, I was struggling so bad. And then even when I wasn't doing this, it felt like I was just getting passed constantly by the computer. It literally wasn't until I think I was watching you stream... Mm-hmm. Like two days before this recording, and this is gonna this is gonna come across horrible. But I was like, "You're doing so well," and I know there are games that you're better than me, but you're just doing so much better than I was doing. I was like, "Is the nitro harder?" Like, I mean, I literally could not get past the first two levels yeah. on because they have a classic mode. In, in Nitro Refueled, I should say that. There's there's a couple different modes in Nitro. It's Classic, which is essentially the same game mode as, as the original. And then there's the Nitro Fueled, where there's three difficulty levels. You could do things like change your cart in the middle. You can... The carts actually had stats. So picking a character yes. had different stats. And so when you're... Much like Mario Kart, except in this one, it actually it showed you. showed as you. As opposed to Mario Kart 64, which was completely yeah. opaque. And so it showed you. And so you had to know that going in. But you had to play as the same racer for the whole adventure mode in the original. In Nitro-Fueled yeah. ver- version, you can actually switch racers depending on the track, which is so advantageous because some tracks are so different. And if you really wanted to, you could actually switch the type of racer your character yeah. was. So I could play as Crash, who was balanced, but then you could like switch his mode to accelerate for in uh, in in Mario Kart parlance, because as we said, there's, everything has too. a their accelerator as an analog. Yeah, so it's it's your Yoshi Peach version where they've got quick acceleration, low top speed, which if you're not good at this game is incredibly helpful. Yeah. Hence why I played as an accelerate co- character of Coco, yeah, the younger sister, which I correctly remembered playing as the younger sister i didn't remember her name her name is coco she's one of the only good guys outside of crash who did you play as for the main game crash for the adventure you played as crash just because it was just and then uh, when again so when i figured out that i'm not crazy because i went online and i was like is nitro refueled harder than the original ctr everyone so many posts had the same thing and it's like I literally played CTR on the PlayStation and then went to the Nitro Refueled, yeah. and I'm so much worse. Like, it's so much harder if you play Classic Adventure. That's fascinating. Yeah. 
that it, it, it's classic adventure. Basically, they balanced it better for the nitro fueled version, but didn't give a good balance for the classic version of yeah. the game mode. So then I switched to nitro refueled easy and was just it's the fifty cc Mario Kart. <laughs> so I was just blasting through levels, and it was a lot That's more fair. fun because I wasn't terrible. That's probably still that was probably easier than my version. I'm assuming it was, yeah, because I was beating so, people by like ten. So oh, so yeah. I I took a note. Between Adventure Classic and Easy Nitro Refueled, it was about like five to six seconds on the first level that that I, like the first place, like it's a lot. Yeah, that's significant because I was beating, I was barely beating people in most of my races. Like, so yeah, I went from losing by you know, losing by two or three seconds to winning by about five seconds with practically the same time. Huh. Yeah, that's fascinating. What's really interesting as well, I I want to notice, you also gave yourself a tougher one by picking Crash because he's a balanced character. And I was looking online, one of the other notes is, even though Accelerant Accelerate characters are supposed to have slower speeds than balance, Ah. they don't. The stats are wrong. They show the stats wow. on the screen and they're wrong. Everyone's looked at the like looked into it. The accelerate characters are slightly faster than balanced characters in speed. And so the balance are really not a character you should have a, ever play, essentially, if annoying. you're trying to do it quickly. Eh. Sorry. I didn't know eh. that until I was making the notes. But I which is uh, my advantage was right. I played Coco, who I wanted to play as because I play as kid, but she's an accelerate character who's good for people who aren't that great because her top speed isn't too fast. It's uncontrollable, but they accelerate quickly. So it gets you yeah. a head start early. That's easier to defend than trying to catch up a lot of the times. And if you, yeah, if you get yourself into trouble, if you get hit by an item, yeah. you can get going. One thing I thought was interesting, apparently the original, when you got hit by like a missile or a bomb or something like that, yep. you had a lot more momentum. So you still continue to yeah. tumble forward as opposed yeah, to did. in Nitro. You didn't really tumble in place. You kind of like more got shot up into the air. So that was one of the other tropes that was attached to this game was like ash face of like you just brush off things. It, they don't, they slow you down. Yeah. But it's not nearly as significant as it probably should be to be fair. Mm-hmm. So that's both to your advantage and disadvantage. It's good for you because you can ca- you can recover quickly. It's bad when you're trying to slow someone down in front of you yeah. and they just don't get slowed very much. Which is, I was having a problem with one of the bosses. I was like, I'm hitting him, and he's just barely slowing down. Yeah. And he's dropping a bazillion potions behind him, and there's only so much I can do. I, I really liked the boss mechanic. Like, it was... Yeah. It made it feel like, you know, more of a adventure-style, yeah. like, platformer. It's not a platformer, obviously, but just, like, that, that feel of a game where you had to fight a boss as opposed to Mario Kart, where it's just... Just a, uh, battles. just a bunch of races, or yeah, most most karting games where it's just like a bunch of races in a in in a, like a season or a GP or something like that. Yeah, and I respected that if you wanted in adventure mode, there were different types of racing that you could yeah. do, not just the straightforward racing, but you had the different style racing. So it kind of gave some variety there in ways that other again other kart games didn't necessarily have. So I th- I thought they did a great job of, yeah. of mixing all that together. Besides being bad at the drifting, overall the controls I thought were fine. I, it felt intuitive once I figured it out, and I didn't have a significant problem. It just there were certain courses of like if you're not drifting, you're losing, and yeah, that was frustrating. The, the drift mechanics are incredibly difficult because yeah. it's not like in Mario Kart 
it's the same initialization where you jump and then you slide. Yeah. And in Mario Kart, it's kind of like you wiggle a stick or you just keep sliding. And this one is you have to watch the timing and then hit the other drift the button. So essentially the other shoulder button yeah. to drift. And that'll give you a boost. But if you're still sliding, you could do it up to three times in a row. Like, you could chain those boosts together. And, like, you have to do that. Like, at yeah. the higher difficulty levels, you have to do that. I oh think I saw God. some review of the remake, at least. It was like, if you can't, it's just untenable. Like, yeah. you can't play. You can't win. You're not even going to come yeah. close. And I would say, watching the speedrun, because I watched the a bit parts of bits and pieces of the the speed run any percent speed run and he immediately drifted within like moments of the like the starting line which was just fascinating to me and he just drifted the whole course and so because of that the speed boost is so beneficial from the drift that he finished like five or six seconds seven seconds in front of the rest of the group on a regular Mm -hmm. basis when he was doing this drifting which again in the classic, I mean, I'm not the best racer, but I actually do okay in this game, and I wasn't beating them by that much if I was because I wasn't drifting. So the drifting gives you that much of a benefit. That's that's one of my big criticisms of this game is if you can't do that, then you just can't win. Yeah. It's not like it's not like in other racing games where you need that to like set the best time. You literally can't win the race, which means you can't advance. Yeah. Which I think is is kind of a detriment. Like when I was playing the classic remake yeah. version, like I was literally stuck on the first two or three levels for like weeks. Yeah. Which is and incredibly it, frustrating and it doesn't make me want to keep playing. No. I, and I, I get yeah. the concept of get good as we always joke, but there are limits to that. And especially a game that's aimed at kids. Again, yeah. the ideal people playing this game were kids this was not an adult game when it first came out you know and so that's tough to have a mechanic that's not straightforward that's not necessarily like super simple to make that mechanic required to beat the game is 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 a tough sell and it seems like again that that the original game and and this is biased because again i was playing the remake the original game might not have been it might have had a a better difficulty curve yeah i think so as well and in the remake, again, I just when it when I switched to easy, it was it was almost mm. too easy. Like I mean, so you which is fine. Normal mode. I, I, I didn't have that much time. <laughs> I discovered easy mode two days. I didn't discover it. I knew it was there. I just thought I had already tried it, and it wasn't. And then I tried it again, and it was like, oh, this is significantly easier. Yeah, yeah. So, but I would say beyond like the easy and everything the going in when i played the remake with you all Mm -hmm. it was still intuitive of all the controls i remembered from the original game like in that sense it felt like the same game again which is always great that's kind of what you want even from remakes you want it to feel like the game that you want it to be essentially i i thought the level design was pretty good like the Mm -hmm. levels were very varied Yeah, uh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, well, I backed myself into a corner, so we're just going to run with it. They, they had lots of different, like, there was, you know, pits, and I thought, like, the sewer level, where you're in, like, essentially a big half pipe. Yeah. If you went down the middle, you were actually slower because it was full of water. Yep. I, I thought that the terrain I, the, the, was good. The, 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 the minecart level. 
Yeah. Like you actually got were slower if you were on the cart tracks because it was bumpier. Yeah. Like th- there were textures to the ground that would slow you down if you like not even a yeah. oh I've gone off the course so I'm slower. Like no, this is still the main course, but yeah. certain areas were slower than others, and that's fascinating. And that's really cool that they can incorporate. That's in the classic game they did that. Yeah. So you know it's great that they had enough to do that when other games I don't think they even thought of those kind of situations really. I. I will say the battle, at least like the the standard battle, I think left a little bit to be desired because the main critique I have for that is there wasn't enough item boxes. Yeah. So like you're just driving around way more, like just trying to find items. And it might just be in familiarity with with the courses, but it felt like there was so little items. They were big courses that had only a couple of boxes. Yeah. And... I think to me that feels like, oh, we need a battle mode because other card games have a battle mode. Yeah. But they clearly put all their time into the, the main racing, adventure. Yeah. Mode. And so they, that was just kind of an afterthought. I, I found it really interesting the time trials, the way they dictated how fast you need to go, was there was a like ghost version of Nitros, Nitrous who'd go mm-hmm. in front of you. And so you wanted to beat the ghost version. He wasn't actually there, so he couldn't interfere with you, but it was to show like, the ghost version but that also was a really interesting way of learning courses because he right. would show you the most efficient way to get around a course. right and i really like that that's almost like a not a cheaty way that's like a good learning and training way to right. go into the game as here is the most efficient way to get around a course i really liked that yeah that's very helpful or even just looking at faster racers because they would yeah. do the jumps you could find out where to jump boost and exactly. stuff like that so I, there were a lot of really interesting things like i said the other game modes were really neat the platinum race was stupid like getting 20 crystals in that time was nearly impossible everyone's <laughs> reading i was reading online they're like you have to be perfect to get yeah. those races like it's so difficult which is why that 101 percent is insanely it's difficult so because hard, you have yeah. to get all of them it's just it's tough but you know it was something different i tried it a couple times and failed miserably i it was always uncoupled of course the relic races and that course they were so like patronizing because they'd be like you got a high score i'm like yeah but i'm still 30 seconds back from where i need to be that's not a high score game i know thanks thanks they were trying to be nice and be like you're still awesome i'm like don't lie to me (laughs) don't lie to me crash team racing like I said, the sound effects are what always stuck out with me in the game. I thought that there were a lot of really creative um, – I'm really mad I'm not remembering any of the racers' words. But, like, they all had a lot of different phrases that weren't always repeating. So, like, Coco yeah. would laugh maniacally when she dropped, like, a TNT box, which made yeah. me laugh. But, like, oh, God, who's the main villain from the main series? I could picture him. Neo Cortex, Dr. Yep. Cortex. He would be like, I'm going to win it all. And like, and it's just like, he, he would say that when he passed you, but I'm like, dude, you're still in fifth place. You're not winning it all. <laughs> the sound effects were straight out of the crash games, yeah. like hitting the crates to get the wampa fruit. It, it was, it was just nostalgia from crash games yeah. and the TNT and, the cr- and yeah. you know, yeah, Aku Aku. Exactly. They did a great job of making Crash fans feel like this was a Crash game. Definitely. Yes. But let's see how much you actually enjoyed it, Chris. What score do you give Crash Team Racing? Until I found the easier mode and found out that it was actually harder than the original, I was about to give this game like a five and a half because it was yeah, so right. hard. And I just 
didn't want to play it. Uh-huh. Once I found the nitro refueled I would say once found, you tried it. Once I once tried you... it and found that it was way more balanced, I- I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite racer that I've played. I will say it's probably and and this is gonna, you know, bite me yes. because I don't remember what my score was for Mario sixty four. I honestly think this might be a better racer than Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four was definitely a higher score than seven and a half. It's, I don't know so what it was. Interesting because I don't. I'm sure one of the producers will look it up. Uh oh no! You only give it a six and a half. All right, so I'm not crazy. It's Mario sixty four didn't age particularly well. Yeah. This didn't age great, but I think it's. I mean, it came out three years afterwards, so it had yeah. some time to learn. I think it's and it literally better... learned from Mario Kart 64. Yeah, I think it's a better racer than Mario Kart 64, as heretical as some people might think that is. But yeah, I, I mean, I had fun. Not the best thing. Hasn't aged super gracefully, but if you, especially if you play the remake, definitely go into the nitro mode. Don't play classic <laughs> unless you're actually good at the game, which we're not. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What would you give this game? I will say you predicted a seven. Your rose was a seven, so your actual was slightly higher. At seven. oh wow! So look at you. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I still really enjoyed the game. I didn't struggle as much with it, obviously, as you did. So I think mm. that makes it more enjoyable. I defend my stance. I used to say this was a better game than uh, <laughs> uh, Mario Kart 64. I still think it is a better game than Mario Kart 64. And again, I agree with you. I think it's more complex. I think there's more to it, and it feels deeper than Mario Kart because of the different game modes, because of, I think the kart's stats made more sense in this game. Because, yeah, in theory, there were ones for Mario Kart, but you didn't know them. So you would just play blind, let's be honest. Uh, also, DualShock is a way better stick than Oh, and the DualShock was so controller. much better. And, and I played it on the PS2, so I think that helped as well because everyone does say it runs so much better on the PS2 than it did on the PS1, uh-huh. so that's a huge benefit as well. But, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. It's not the best game out there. It doesn't always age, like you said. Their struggles with not being able to drift and having that be really detrimental is really frustrating. The yeah. having to get first place is frustrating. I still had a really good time. I still really yeah. enjoyed playing it. And so, you know, 8 out of 10, I think, is... It, it, I'm really comfortable with that score. And to be fair, it's what I predicted. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! I'm Ha-ha. actually really happy because, again, I was getting ready to just bury this game. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I mean, I'm glad you got to play... I'm glad you got to play a version of the game that wasn't unbearable. <laughs> it's unfortunate that I only got to that very close to time of recording. Yeah, well... You still got to try. So I think that's a wrap. Again, this is a game. If you have, if you can play the original PlayStation one, go for it. There's emulators out there as well. But the Crash Team Racing Nitro Refueled is a good, I think, game to play in the meantime. It's a good party game like these kind of kart racers often are. Yeah. You can have a lot of fun with it. So it's out on PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch if you want to play it there. If you don't want to go and get, you know, original hardware and play the original game. <laughs> so, Chris... Episode 39, our two-year anniversary episode, our live episode on July 19th is going to be what game? It's going to be TIE Fighter for the PC. I am shocked you let me get away with having this as our two-year anniversary game. I am too nice to you. (laughs) So, 
Check us out on our social media. As I said, on the YouTube channel, Games We Grew Up With, we're releasing a bunch of clips from us playing to lead up to the two-year anniversary. But you can also check us out streaming over on Twitch at GWDW Show. We also are over on Facebook and Instagram at GWGW Show. Chat with us. Message us. We're looking forward to hearing from you all. It's always great hearing. Also on Twitter. forgot to say Twitter. <laughs> all the social medias were uh, GWGW show games we grew up with on YouTube so check it out we look forward to seeing you guys over on YouTube for our live episode recording on July 19th I'm gonna keep saying it at 8 45 p.m. Eastern 5 45 p.m. Pacific got the right word <laughs> looking forward to it It'll still show up on your favorite podcasting platform. So please join us on YouTube July 19th. We look forward to seeing you all. Otherwise, come check us out on our social media and Twitch. Big thanks to all of the fans that we have out there, all the listeners, everyone that we talk to on social media and Twitch. You guys are great. You help us through these games. You give us hints. You give us suggestions for other games. We we couldn't do this without you. It's It makes it so much more fun. So Big much thanks more fun. to the producers giving us notes keeping us on track making sure that we know what we're doing (laughs) so thanks again everyone and say goodbye chris goodbye chris bye everyone bye next time we see you we'll be live 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 I wish you could see uh, uh, Lisa's. I wish you could see Katie's eyebrows. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs>